I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the most haunted city on earth. Hey, y'all. We need your votes. Before we get into today's episode, our podcast has made it into the finals for Connect Savannah's Best of 2023. We were nominated as Best Local Podcast. I was nominated for Best Local Theater Director under the name John Taylor Timmons, and our theater where we filmed the podcast, The Savannah Underground, was nominated for Best Local Theater Production. It is an honor to be nominated, and it would help a lot if y'all went online and voted. You can vote daily. Yes, you can vote every single day. Go to ConnectSavannah.com to vote. The podcast is listed under the media category, and everything else is under Arts and City Life. Let's be the first paranormal podcast to win this category. I'll post the link in the description and on Facebook. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie, And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Patrick from the Paranormal Society of Savannah with us. So that's super exciting. We love having ghost hunters on the show. Um, so Patrick, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Patrick Welsh. Um, my dad is a senior, so I am a junior. Uh, the lead founder and investigator of Paranormal Society of Savannah. Our headquarters is actually in Midway, Georgia, and we own a haunted coffee shop called Haunted Grounds Coffee because it is hauntingly good. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. It's a great name. We also um, are planning a paranormal fest, is which we're calling Savannah Horror Fest, uh, at the end of February, February 25th. Uh, we'll have some very special guests there, um, and we're looking forward and hope you all can make it out. Absolutely. Um, yes, so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be representing Mark McCullough, who y'all know from some earlier episodes on the podcast. He's going to be there. So if you have ever wanted to meet Mark McCullough, that's a good place to oh, do absolutely. it. Um, and also, there's going to be all sorts of really fun guests. Uh, there's a paranormal clown performer yeah zazel yes yeah he's a lot of fun yeah so lots of really interesting people we <laughs> <laughs> and if uh, you didn't know chris hates clowns so uh, uh, <laughs> you, know. Yeah, you know it's yeah it's a thing it's a thing it's a, it's a running joke um but as y'all know when we have people who are paranormal investigators or if they are tour guides in savannah we love to ask people's favorite stories um either from their investigations or just favorite ghost stories of savannah so i guess i'll kick it off patrick do you have one in particular that maybe is your favorite experience that you've had from doing years of paranormal investigation um not really. The only one really that stands out, I mean, there's just so many, is uh, we went to uh, Troy, South Carolina, to Long Cane uh, Massacre Site. Oh, yeah. And we thought it was a Native American massacre site, but we found out that uh, is actually they massacred uh, a bunch of settlers and uh, just scalped them and left them there. And the activity that we got and the evidence was just beyond anything that we've ever gotten uh, drums, screaming, you know, of course, doing the Estes method. Uh, we had several people 
hear the same thing, separate locations. Uh, but that one stands out the most to me. Interesting. And how big a team did you take out there? We have, now we have a, a very large team, but out into uh, Long King Massacre, we took six of us. And uh, we had two teams doing the Estes method, and the rest of us was doing EVP sessions and, of course, running the SLS cameras and, and things. And the cool thing about the SLS is we actually got what it looked like two people crawling on the ground up oh. to us and then another one on the side, like, playing drums. And oh, wow. uh, so that was really good. And then on our actual evidence, uh, you can hear the drums in the background like faintly away. Do you have a wow. place where you showcase your evidence? We do. Um, we have been holding back a lot of evidence. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, just, you know, because for us, it's, it's kind of a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. And That's understandable. So we put out a little bit here and there, but now we've gotten to the point to where we're like, okay, this year we're really going to start pumping it out and let everybody enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's just a wonderful thing to see methods and methodology because, you know, right. the Estes method is not that old. You know, uh, uh, many ghost hunters talk about it, but really to see it in action is is an amazing thing. It uh, is. You know, uh, and even more so, uh, you, you're saying that you just, you're just sitting down from a, a, a hunt, a series of hunts, yes? Yeah. Over the weekend? Yeah, me and the team, we went to uh, Plains, Georgia. We stayed at the Plains Inn. Uh, antique uh, historic center there's only seven rooms and it was built it used to be part of a bank and then it was a general store in the early 1900s and then about the 1920s 19 teens uh they built a funeral home on the second floor oh my lord delightful they actually <laughs> still have the pulley and it still works to get the cadavers up and down and wow. one of the rooms was right next to it um which was very active. Uh, so we had the whole second floor to ourselves. There's only seven rooms, and we rented all seven rooms. Uh, we were able to just kind of have a run of a meal. Usually when you go to hotels, you know you got to be super quiet because of the guests and things. Well, this one here, we were able to do a full investigation. Wow. We also did the home where Jimmy Carter uh, grew up as right, a boy yeah, from absolutely. the 1950s, early 60s. Actually, Radar went on that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. was with us. Yeah, um, excellent. She actually came up Saturday. Right. And... Um, so we got to investigate uh, the Rylander house, but in, um, in Plains, Georgia, they don't call it the Rylander house. They call it the haunted house. <laughs> so Love it. everywhere we went, we were like, where's the Rylander house? And they're like, what? And we would say, you know, the haunted house. And they would say, oh, we know where that is. So we also, we teach paranormal classes, you oh, know. fantastic. Um, so we were able to do a paranormal investing, you know, 101 class. Uh, they loved it. And then we took them on investigations, not only into Plains, in, but also at the Rylander house. There was a special location that we went to called Three Bridges Road. I don't know if y'all oh, yes. heard oh, yeah. of Three Bridges Road. That's an Americas. Yeah, Americas. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot of activity. Um, we know there was, you know, the young lady that was murdered and, you know, tortured and whatnot for two days and then thrown over. Yeah. Uh, so we were out there trying to communicate. However, when we got out there, there was a young man that committed suicide out there. He was only 19. Oh. So, and this was Friday night, and we were out there, and we were getting some pretty good evidence. Um, and then we just really got too cold, and we had been all over the towns. So the next day, we did the class, and then we went to Andersonville. And, you know, you got to be careful of those uh, cemeteries because um, – 
you just want to respect, you know, yeah. everything's oh, going on there, so you don't want to do anything wrong. But the funny thing is there were so many people out there just coming up to us going, hey, you know, can you come over and, and check this out? So the coolest part was about the cemetery to me was the six raiders that were hung out there. Right, right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they were like the ringleaders. Right. Um, we tried to find, you know, where, they, where the gallows were. But uh, we got there kind of late, and they were closing up within, like, an hour. So we only had a little bit of time. We were trying to hit every place. So when we came back, part of the team broke off, and Radar was one of them. Uh, we had them take our VIPs to the Rylander house and investigate while we went to uh, a couple cemeteries right down the road from there. So when we finished there, we were going to go to a place. We had ate at a barbecue place um, in Oglethorpe, Georgia, called uh Oglethorpe barbecue sure yeah <laughs> and I, was, I called ahead i'm like do you have room for like 20 maybe 30 people and she was like when y'all coming i said well we're actually in the parking lot so, <laughs> and she said yeah y'all come on so we came in and you know the people in all those towns are just great so then they all started telling us stories about oh. in montezuma called two churches road oh two churches road mm-hmm. i've heard that one as well yeah so mm-hmm. we were going to go out there some of us uh the little team that I had broke off to to go out there. But something was telling us, no, we need to go back to Three Bridges Road. So we went by the hotel because our batteries were pretty much done. We wanted to pick up some batteries. And when we got there, there were like about 100 cars next next to our hotel. So Sarah was like one of our investors. She's our senior case manager. was like, I'll go over and ask that couple what what's going on. And we was like, yeah, let's do it. So she walked over, and then you saw her kind of take a step back, and then she come over. She said, y'all aren't going to believe this. That's the sister of the young man that committed suicide out there. And she is so glad that you guys are here. And she she wants to know if she can come out, her and her husband, and try. And we were like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. How often does that happen? So it was like, wow, what are the chances of that actually happening? I mean, that's paranormal in itself, yeah. you know? So we, we gave them our phone number and said, give us a call. You know, when you want to get head out, we're going to head out. About five minutes later, she called and said, hey, my brother wants to know if he can come. My sister wants to know if she can come. And our dad wants to know if he can come. Oh, wow. And we said, absolutely. They were a little upset because someone had went out there and spread a lot of false you know, information and mm-hmm. stuff and threw it up on YouTube. Right. Of course, everybody knows that's a big no-no. And so when we talked to them, uh, we asked, is it okay if we, you know, film what's going on? By having them out there, when we started, it was just so emotional. Um, there were so many people getting so emotional. And we were asking things. The The, the coolest thing to me that we got from the investigation, uh, it, as far as evidence, is we were, you know, doing the, the – uh, spirit box and he said if this is true and this happens um can you tell us what uh what your nickname is that that we call you and it said bug and it just kept saying bug 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 and i said i'm, I'm hearing bug and the whole family like was just started crying and it was just it was it was so cool that's amazing. You know, and so, but we got a lot of information like that. And what we found out was he was a huge paranormal investigator. Like, he oh. loved it. He went to Waverly Hills, they said. Fascinating. And, like, was stuck there for two days. 
because <laughs> his car broke down and his phone died, so he was stuck up there for two days. But then he came back, and he was constantly going to Three Bridges Road and other places at like 3 a.m., sure. hanging out. Mm. And his sister said that he came home one night and just kind of wasn't the same. So they don't know if something may attached or whatnot. Who knows? And so we were able to give them some comfort and some answers. They asked some answers, and apparently the answers that we were getting were true. So when we left, when they showed up, they were very somber, very, you know, you know how skeptical. Yeah, of course. But they left and were just so happy that we were able to help them get some answers. Absolutely. You know, what happened? And the answers that we were getting was, you know, one of the questions, you know, her sister, his sister and his dad kept asking is, did this person shoot you? And it said, yes, no, yes, no. And they were like, yes, no. Is it yes or is it no? I said, no, it's probably, yes, they did, but no, they didn't actually pull the trigger because they think he may have been oh. So, yeah, that, that was so interesting. That is fascinating. That kind of stuff. So, yeah. that, I mean, wow. between that and we we called it a night after that, went back to the Plains Inn and started doing this, these methods yeah. and stuff. Sure. So, yeah, it was great. It was a great weekend. That's amazing. And uh, to clarify, um, are you bringing people on excursions, or is it just the team? No, it's basically just the team. Okay. Um, a lot of times, a lot of the team members can't go. Well, we've kind of haven't been on a team investigation in a long time. Usually, it's four of us, you know, because sure. you don't want as many as we had this weekend. Right. But everybody wanted to go, and it's kind of hard to say no, so we would split them up. Okay, you guys go to the Rylander house. You guys go here, here. So that, and then we'll switch up in an hour, hour and a half. And that's what we, that's how we are mm-hmm. able to do it. Um, so it, it works out, but we were actually going because there was uh, some residents that asked us to come and put on a paranormal class. Fantastic. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, the young lady that helped us get uh, the, the Lions Club for us to use, and, and I want to thank them, is um, Jimmy Carter's niece. Oh, and I said, oh, cool. I said, well, who's your dad? And she said, Billy Carter. Of course. <laughs> Billy Carter. And I was like, that's wow, right. you know, so, and the Billy Beers. Everywhere. And the Billy Beer. Yeah, yeah that's right. Everywhere. <laughs> yes. so, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's so, fantastic. The people are just awesome up there. Well, that's amazing. I mean, you know, it, it's fascinating that you guys were able to get that level of interaction. Um, but it does say a lot, you know, of how we've talked about when you go on investigations, it helps to have an object from that person mm-hmm. or from the time period or even better to have family, family members. members. That's, so it's like, that's outrageous. That's right. so incredible. And yeah, what an opportunity yeah. because very rarely do you get that kind of direct yeah. emotional, spiritual connection. That's incredible. Uh, tell us, how did you get started? I got started at an early age. I was like uh, about five or six years old. Uh, my grandpa was born in 1899, and he was 30 years older than my grandma. And we, I was born in Savannah. My dad, after Vietnam, uh, got a job at the railroad. Um, my grandfather worked at the railroad. Back then it was Seaboard, now it's CSX. Right. And they said, okay, we got a job for you, but you got to go to Columbia, South Carolina. So every other weekends, we would come back to Savannah, and we would stay with my grandpa. Well, my grandpa and my grandmother, they had probably – 15 kids. So it was a, it's a large family. And I was staying with my grandfather because I liked hanging out with him and listening to all the stories. 
And one night I was woken up and there was a man standing at the door and it scared me because he was just really scary looking. And when he turned around, he had like these big holes in, like in his back and everything. Oh. So the next morning, my grandpa was ready for coffee and uh, he was like, why are you so quiet? And I said, well, I said, who, you tried to scare me last night, you know? And uh, he said, no. And I said, well, there was a man at my door. And he said, what man? Because it was just me, him sure. and my grandmother. And I said, well, he was a scary-looking man. And he said, well, what did he look like? So I described him with the curly mustache and everything. And he said, uh, "That's you just described my daddy. And I said, well, where is he? And he said, well, he's been dead for 60 years. And I you know, a kid, I said, well, how'd he die? You know? And he said, well, my brother shot him six times in the back of the head and killed him oh. because he was so mean. Oh, yeah. wow. So he was very mean. They're from McCray, Georgia, Telfair mm -hmm. County. Sure. So he was one of the meanest men in Telfair County. Uh, wow. I think there were some books and excerpts everywhere around how mean he was, like showing up for church late. So famously mean. Yeah, he right. showed up for church like three minutes late or something, and then the preacher was like, you know, if you can't get here on time, you know, at least you're here. Well, he walked right up there and pistol whipped the preacher in front of everybody, and then he would make it a point to show up late at church daring him to, to comment again right oh yeah i mean so and and he drank a lot of moonshine you know sure. so he was you know well when your son shoots you six times in the back yeah of the head, right. that tells you something about the quality of, right of, 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 of the relationship yeah, yeah, yeah and i had never seen a picture of him until i was doing genealogies in my late 20s early 30s and someone showed me a picture and i was and that was him it just flashed back wow i was like wow that that was him so um, but then things like that, I mean, we've lived in places that were haunted that we didn't know, you know, and I had a dog. Uh, I love horror movies. So I named him Cujo. He was a little pick -a <laughs> and um, so yeah, I was like 15 and uh, he would do the slow walk thing and just stare at the, you know, walls and just growl at nothing. Sure. And this one day I was sitting, you know, at the desk and I was looking and he was doing this and I used to throw stuff at him and tell him stop because it would freak me out. Oh, sure. Well, then just out of nowhere, something picked him up and slung him and threw him into these bifold doors where we had our washer and dryer and just slung him up there. And he took off and went yeah. running. And I took off outside. Sure. <laughs> and sure. I happened to be on restriction. My daddy's like, boy, what are you doing out here? I said, there's something in that apartment I've been telling you. I don't know what it is. He said, well, if you don't get back in there, I will take the spanking. Right. right. I'm not <laughs> going back in there. So. But, yeah, a lot of places. I grew up in Georgetown. Winsor Forest in Georgetown. Oh, sure. When I was six years old, we moved back, by the way. And um, there was a lot of things that happened in the house in Carolina. But when we moved back, I grew up in Windsor Forest. But in Georgetown used to be big time, you know, uh, rice fields and everything. Plantations, yeah. Everything out there. Well, there's the old so, witch house out in Georgetown. Yeah. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think we might have touched on it before, but we Georgetown did. is an incredibly woefully haunted area because mm-hmm. it was the unincorporated part of Savannah for so long, and so many bad things happened. Yes. Right, bad yes. things. You know, the um, we we come across the story in Georgetown uh, that 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 you hear repeated everywhere, uh, which was when. Um, as the Civil War was approaching and uh, the fear of embargo was happening and a lot of the slaves, um, uh, the concept of trying to feed slaves while there's an embargo going on, a lot of plantation owners turned to just killing them wholesale. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just just eliminating them. So you had all these stories about slaves being lined up and, and murdered and oftentimes not with guns because they didn't want to waste the bullets in case the union showed right. up. So they're macheteing, using hose, using farming equipment, you know, starving them out, drowning them. Drowning. Uh, yeah, out at Ebenezer Creek is the, is the big drowning. You know, there's so <laughs> many stories. And it, it was so prevalent that there came a time, it's like, are we hearing one story that's just being attributed to a bunch of places. Right. But I remember when they were developing Georgetown, we went out and there's a story of this, this witch house. They called it a witch house. It was just this house that was curiously in the woods. Yeah. You know, it was just out there. And so we were trying to get to it before they tore it down because they built houses all over it. And that was one of the eeriest places to just walk around. You just had this yeah. notion that you're, you're just walking over the dead. You're just walking over, yeah. you know, this right. bloody field. Yeah. Yeah. We, we moved out there in 1982. And oh yeah, so you were you were there one was still very yeah, yeah in and out you know I'm I just turned fifty in October day for Halloween so that's <laughs> another <laughs> there you go. Of this stuff and uh, I just turned fifty and me and my buddies there was nothing to do in Georgetown back then right mm-hmm. they didn't have internet stuff I mean uh-huh. you had maybe Atari or something so and there was only one store to shop and go and we would go there and play video games but that was all there was to do well down Grove Point Road of course was right. Right? Yeah. Grove Point Plantation. But you could never get in. And the caretaker was really mean. And we, okay, you know, when we were teenagers, you know, and kids and stuff, we, they had a lot of cows. So we would, you know, go pick up shrooms, you know, <laughs> and uh, nastiest stuff. I was like, never doing this again. But one day we were out there and we would get almost close enough to the house. And that's a long road. I don't know if it you've ever been. It's a yeah. long, long yeah. road. And... The caretaker actually came out and would chase us with his car and try to run us over. And he shot my friend in the butt with rock salt. And he's on our team, Brian. And uh, so I've been chased off with guns uh, from the yes. Grove, Grove Point. If you're going there, we're not sure how they do this. Uh, as you're going up, by the time you get to the gate, there's already someone coming down in a truck. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how did you know that we were coming? Because it's not, mm-hmm. it, it's a long, windy, isolated thing. So there's a point of no return. Uh, if you're, well, and I don't know if that's true anymore, but back then there was a point where if that you're driving it. down, if you don't turn around, you can't. Yeah. You know, you're going to end up right at the gate and you're going to have to like either back all the way out. Yeah. But there's a truck coming with a guy with a gun, yeah. like brandishing a gun. And we're not even on property yet. But yeah. we can see him, and we're like, oh, nope, this isn't the place. This isn't the place. Back <laughs> yeah. up, back up. Oh, yeah. He would come out with a shotgun. And, uh, you know, we would party as teenagers right there in that area a lot of times away from, you know, whatever was out there. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd go out there and party. But um, we were always fascinated with it. Like, we would get almost there sometimes, and then we'd get scared and run, like you said. Well, growing up in Georgetown and, and doing these things, we always were like, man, I really want to investigate. And we could never get permission. Well, finally, you know, we knew Great Dane owned it, and they're like, yeah, nope, right. no way, you know. So I, somehow I got a hold of the caretakers on the property. 
And they were like, yeah, we'd love to have y'all. Like, really? How fantastic. Because y'all grew up in Georgetown, we're going to allow it. So we were able to come and stay the whole night. And we got the weirdest stuff out there. Um, It's beautiful out there, by the way. And if you go, make sure you carry... uh, not bug spray, but the stuff called bullseye. And this deer flies will eat you up yeah, out there. The deer it will take you up and fly you off. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a graveyard. So when you first come in, yes. there's a graveyard to the right. And it's all African-American. Mm-hmm. No one else can be buried there. You have to be a descendant from right. the plantation, you know, and all this. So we were out there and we had, you know, a couple of psychics. Was, you know, we had Tammy with us. At the time, I don't know if you knew Tammy and Rich. You know, yes, say, but, of course. So they went out there with us, and she said that uh, something was it was kept telling her to come this way, come this way, and she wouldn't. Well, then they found out why uh, that entity was trying to get her to come there. There was this huge alligator that was like waiting oh. on them. Oh, so, that's yeah, tricky. You ever get tricky, a tricky. Ask Tammy about that. She'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'd love uh, to have Tammy Rich on. And yeah. was freaking yeah. out, man. And um, so we, you know, we investigated and stuff. The coolest thing, you talk about like trigger objects and stuff. Uh, we know, you know, Johnny Mercer spent a lot of time yeah. there. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we would play his, his music in the parlor. And I had, it's funny, I wish they were here, Courtney and Sarah, right? And Courtney is very different. Right, uh, she's um, she's not a Christian. Put it that way. Sure. And Sarah yeah, sure. is yeah. a Christian and a very not a holy roller, but you know. And I put them together, and they're like, no, no. Mm-hmm. But I do that a lot so that they see, hey, these people are cool, man. So I put them together. They were in there investigating. We had a little boo bear, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, doing their investigation and having a good time and getting a lot of stuff. And they said, you know, can you can you touch the boo bear? Can you Make it move. Well, it didn't just move. It picked up and went about two or three feet. Holy cow. And they freaked out. Yeah, well, yeah. And were yeah. screaming and <laughs> dancing and hugging each other. And it was like, whoa. You know, so it was cool to see them. And that's when they bonded. And this uh-huh. was like four years ago. Oh, so. that's amazing. Wow. Uh, for those listeners who don't know what a boo bear is, it's basically a REM pod inside a stuffed animal. Yeah. And basically, <laughs> it'll light up. It'll talk. It'll yeah. do all yeah. kinds of things. It's kind of creepy. It's mm. very creepy. Yeah. I, I particularly don't like them because they creep me out. It's it's a cute little bear, but yeah. it will it will talk uh, based on the electromagnetic fields that are, are happening around it. Uh, you can invite it. And and the logic is that you've you when you put like a REM pod out, it's a black cylinder and it has very little to do with with anybody who's lived you know anywhere in the past you look at it and you're like it looks like a, a weird electronic can of beans so um <laughs> the, that's uh, a way to describe it the boo it's- bear is supposed to be more inviting and and something that is easier to explain you say do you see this bear touch its hand right. you know come close to it and and it's supposed to appeal to children ghosts as well um but that that is what a boo bear is and to and, and we were just talking in the last episode when you have a spirit that can pick up a physical object you are really dealing with yeah. you know a, a an immense entity something that is really present and uh and has mastery of mm-hmm. the environment that yes. it's in so that's really impressive yeah yeah and you know we like using them not only for for kids but uh right. you know females that may have been abused or, oh sure and then right. you know uh people that uh you know Back then, we're in asylums and stuff, you know, and they're not quite there. You know, it, it's easier for a child's voice that's in the boo bear talk to right. them than somebody with a deep voice like myself that may scare them. Oh, know? absolutely. Right. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. The boo beer is an awesome tool. It is a great tool. And and it's fun to think of how tools have evolved just in the last 20 years. You know, just in the last 20 years, we started seeing the Oculus. We started seeing Spirit Box is mm-hmm. much more accessible. We started seeing all these things. And, um, and we're learning better ways to use them all the time, you yeah. know, more functional ways to use them. I find we, we were talking about the Estes method earlier. And the Estes method, for those of you who don't know, is when you separate um, the person who's asking the questions from the person who's listening through headphones to a spirit box. And they're utilizing the fact that they cannot hear the question. Because when you hear a question, oftentimes you listen for the answer. You're listening for anything that might suffice as the answer. And it's an amazingly effective thing. It I've uh, I've seen it used mm-hmm. to amazing effect. We uh, we used it at the um, the Lizzie Borden house recently, and it was just mm. a wonderful, complete conversation. And somehow it becomes more complete than if you're just sitting there listening out in the open. Yeah, right. You know, and I think that that was uh, something that and it was developed at the Stanley Hotel. Yes. Um, for that purpose, for the fact that we know that our expectations and our anticipations can alter the evidence. Yeah. So by putting Absolutely. someone who can't hear the questions, you know, in charge of just listening, just listening. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased that uh, that that ghost hunting has become a yeah. little more you know organized um, because it has it, it was a wild west. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Back because uh, I, I I started a long long time ago. I started when I was five years old as well. Um, and I, I'm about to turn 52 this year. So, um, you know, we have a lot of same textual memories because um, I came here in the early 90s and my early 20s. So a lot of like, you know, Georgetown hadn't been built up quite as much as it is yeah. now. So there was still wilderness to be had in that mm-hmm. area. And so basically you get your friends and like, let's go, you know, run through that yeah. cemetery. <laughs> let's go, right. you know, let's go break into that abandoned house. Let's go do these things because there wasn't a method. No. You couldn't contact care, caretakers. Yep. We didn't think, oh, I should talk to the caretakers. You're like, okay, yeah, you, when they're not looking, <laughs> you're going to yeah. climb under this fence. You know, I'm going to jump over this fence. I'm going to, I, fences and me, we have a long relationship because ghost hunting used to be, uh, how long can you be in a place before you get caught? Before you get caught. That's right. <laughs> Well, and I mean, in some places in the U.S., it still is kind of like that. Or if you go over to England and mm. Scotland and all that, JT and I went into, so, although they do have a right to roam law, which is right very nice um, mm. because JT and I definitely did go into some places that I don't think we were meant to be in, but we went in them anyways. Um, but on the topic of, you know, utilizing different equipment for different spirits, I think that's an interesting point to bring up um, because a lot of times people go on investigations and they just throw all their equipment out and they're like, let's see what happens. But it is important to sometimes acknowledge the background of the entities and what they're going to relate to, you know, especially with children you see a lot of times children relate to like the cat balls a lot and yeah, things like use that. A lot of those. Oh yeah. Cat balls are so much fun. Just in general, JT, when we went to investigate the, um, the great face museum, JT loved the cat balls. Cat balls were very exciting. <laughs> but <laughs> well, and that's another thing is even saying, uh, this red light. Yeah. The concept of red light sounds normal enough, but does it really translate? Does it come to a right. point yeah. where a spirit really understands it if they are pre-electricity? If they're pre, you know, you say red light and they're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you mean? Again, uh, and I always come back to this, ghosts don't have eyes. 
nor do they have ears, nor do they have vocal cords, nor do they have any of the things that we associate with how they develop senses. We're not certain of their limitations yeah. or their non-limitations. So a lot of times when we use visual cues or we use things like that, we're not taking into consideration that we don't know exactly what they're using as sensory. And that becomes, you know, that conversation. Yeah. You know, because like even a bear <clears throat> gives it outline, gives it shape, gives it all these things. When you say light, it might be confusing. It might be, yeah. you know, something. Because um, I always liked when people would demonstrate, when they say, you know, could you come like this? Yeah. You know, can you move this? So that there's something more uh, tangible for an entity that may not experience the world the same way we do. Yeah. And sometimes certain people are more mm. likely to get right. an interaction with the entity because, you know, if you have a spirit who has deep trauma with men, uh, they might not want to come up to a man on the investigation. But if you put a woman in the room alone with them, sometimes they're more likely to interact or um, a place I would love to investigate soon would be the uh, Hamilton Turner uh, Inn because... Uh, there is a lot of common um, interactions that happen with pregnant women specifically. You know, if we brought someone who was pregnant, it might give us a different, you yeah. know, Side reaction. Have you heard that? Did we talk about it? That, yes, about yeah, the uh, yeah. uh, possible the abortion clinic. clinic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because we had brought it up that I had, um, I'm mutual friends with uh, a woman who runs a lot of the vintage markets and things like that in Savannah. And of course she knows my, you know, interests <laughs> and things. So she was like, I got to tell you about these places that I used to work in. Cause she's worked in a lot of the bed and breakfasts and whatnot. And she was like, I had to quit the Hamilton Turner Inn because, um, you know, had never had an interaction with any of the spirits before I had heard the kids and stuff and nothing crazy until she got pregnant. And she didn't even know she was pregnant yet. And she would feel someone trying to push her down the stairs. Oh, wow. And so as she got, you know, further along in her pregnancy, basically the interactions got more and more intense. She was like, someone's trying to kill me or hurt my baby. And I, I can't work here anymore. And as soon as I told Chris that, he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, wait, hold on. Wait, because I've never found the evidence necessary for the rest of that story, but it was a very intriguing story that had come to me years ago, mm -hmm. like, you know, over 20 years ago. Um, sorry, that's a terrible sidebar. Yes. <laughs> well, back to the Paranormal Society of Savannah. Um, uh, when did you form the Paranormal Society of Savannah? So, you know, me and my dad was had been wanting to do this long before TV shows, like probably you guys, and... Um, you know, we would call downtown and look for, you know, hey, do you guys have ghost tours? And they was like, no, we don't. Right. You know, this was in the 80s. Yeah. And, you know, really they didn't start becoming popular into TV shows and stuff. So we had always kind of did our own little thing, me and my dad. Um, we would go to where my great-great-grandfather, you know, had been shot and killed and all that. And way out in the woods, I mean, you got to trample a mile in the woods and it's just overgrown and and we would go out there and take pictures with our little kodak cameras yeah. right yeah. Yeah, yeah and go to one hour photo and it's been a fortune <laughs> to get them back so we could see what we got and uh, you know we would get stuff like that but then we would just do things here and there on our own but when covid kind of came around i was like you know we had been talking about it forever and i said it's pretty much now or never what if you get sick or i get sick or whatever and we'll say man, I really wish I would have went ghost hunting with my dad. You know, uh, yeah. with, you know, not a professional way, because we tell everybody, listen, we're not professionals, right? Sure. 
I, I don't know who is actually a professional. I'd say they're more experienced. We are always learning, yeah, right? Like absolutely. Me and my dad were Freemasons and Shriners, and I'm like, we are always learning more and more and more. And so that's what we're doing is we're learning more and more and more. And yeah. we hope to maybe one day, uh, you know, we don't call ourselves experts. Right. So we, we started, I started just doing it and, uh, I run the haunted house at, uh, you know, the Haley Shrine. I was literally just talking about how wonderful the Haley Shrine is, oh, uh, haunted house is and, and what a program it was, you know, it was oh, yeah. a really well founded and well thought out uh, program. So yeah, I'm, we do. We try to really do the old fashioned scares mm-hmm. yes. and, you know, finally we built it up to where, I mean, we were voted on some places like the number one haunt in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, you know, you've been netherworld and all those right. places. And they go, yeah, but anybody can go and buy tens of thousands of dollars worth of props. Right. Exactly. Right? Animatronics and stuff. You guys do the old fashions and this, and I get it. So that's what we try to do. And we, we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Man. And so I've been doing it forever. Me and Miss Sharon, the mistress of the manor. Yeah. She's like seven, 70. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Sharon. She's also a, a banana nana. Yeah, yeah. Oh, One of the banana nanas. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So, and she went with us to Plains. And oh, um, she's like my best buddy. You know, we, we scared the crap out of people. <laughs> um, we, we just love it. Yeah. And so, anyways, we've been doing that. We've been scaring people. I became a Shriner in 99, and we've been building haunted houses together ever since, yeah. me and her. Absolutely. Uh, but going back is, so then I was doing something, and the kids always were like, hey, here comes the scare master, you know. And I was like, man, I don't know. That, that was but they just kept doing it over the years. So when I was doing something, they're like, well, what do you call yourself? And I'm like, I'm, I'm Patrick. And they were like, no, you got to have a cool name. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm the Savannah Scare Master. That's great. So me and my dad were kind of doing that. And I would go to Bonaventure and stuff and tell stories because I used to work for a company I don't want to mention. But mm-hmm. we were down in the basement of uh, the Regions Bank building. Right? Oh, yeah. And remember when it used to be Morrison's of and course, everything? Of course, it was Morrison's, uh, Piccadilly. Or, yeah, yeah, and that's where Gracie died right. and everything so we were down in the basement and i was always the last one to leave six seven eight o'clock at night a lot of times and the weirdest things would happen down sure. there so i would tell them gracie stories like we would see a little girl down there a lot of times and everything so anyways i started doing that and my brother-in-law was like hey don't forget about me and i was like man my sister's real scaredy cat i don't know how she's going to take to you doing this stuff man and he's military, and uh, so it's like, all right, come on. So then my buddy I grew up with, not the one that got shot in the butt, but the other one <laughs> that used to sneak in with us was like, I got a drone. Do y'all need a drone? We were like, yeah, we need a drone. Everybody you know? needs a drone. Yeah. We were trying to find, you know, we watch a lot of the shows, and we try to figure out, especially when there's a Savannah, it's like, we got to try to figure that out. So there was one where they were going into the catacombs, and they said it was in the woods. It was like, don't fear the woods or something like that, that show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever seen those shows. So we were like, well, let's try to figure it out. We thought it was off of President Street across from the homeless camp. And so we were down there trying to figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And so we started, we would wake up on the weekends at like 4 a.m. Pick, pick us up, what equipment we had, and just take off. And That's not come back till 10, 11 o'clock at night. The way to do it. Yeah. Right. And we would do that, man, for like six months. And we were getting burned out. And we had a lot of people, you know, they would, you know, kind of know what we were doing. It's like, we want to do it, you know, and we would take people with us. And then some people just, you know, you, you just, you got to click. Right. You got to have fun. You know, you got to click. So, and they weren't working out. So I was like, why don't we hold a class 
because people say, well, how do you do this stuff? And we were like, well, we don't know, but we'll tell you what not to do <laughs> and don't do this and that. And that's how it started. That's great. And we were looking at people that were paying attention, you know, not people playing on their phones the whole time. And at the end of the classes, they would say, how, you know, can we join? And we put them on probation. And so we have an A team, a B team, and a C team. So the C team is 90-day probationary, you know, and all this. And then the B teams, they're, they're really getting experience. They're really helping us. And then the A team guys, you know, um, they're the ones that we can call and immediately drop. Especially if there's a child involved, like they call us. We get a lot of those. We'll go out there and help them so that they're not sleeping with mom and dad every night. And right, stuff. right. So that's how it kind of started. And it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. That's fantastic. And I'm a guy that just, I can't say no. Yeah, and like this weekend, like Patrick, we got too many team members, and I'm like, but we're having fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mean, you know, we don't get paid to do this; we're doing it because it's fun. Yeah, right. And you know, absolutely. so a lot of people think we're tour guides and stuff, and I'm like, no, we're not tour guides. You know, um, we do it. We have the the haunted coffee shop. Yeah. So it can. We always wanted a headquarters. Right. Savannah's so expensive. It is very. And we would love to one day. So we were caught out to Midway to investigate this this coffee shop used to be a bank heritage bank building okay in okay. midway yeah and so she's like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in here and we found out that there was a guy that was that was murdered at the heritage bank he had came at night to do a night deposit box around the back of the bank right and there was a young lady this happened in 2002 i was gonna say i that was recent yeah, right? yeah i remember so the the lady that worked at one of the stores in Midway said, my boss comes and drops off this huge amount of money at this time. Mm-hmm. So there was three guys waiting. He pulls up to make his $22 deposit for his stepdaughter's phone. The three guys come out. He recognizes one of them. They shoot him seven times, drag him over. In the back of the bank building, there's a big cross back there, like kind of memorializing him. And they think he kind of helps. Oh, sure. Well, we were doing an EVP session, and um, we got this name. We were like, can you tell us your name? And it said Ashley. And we had no idea who Ashley was. So we kind of told the owner, hey, you know, this all this is going. Several months later, um, she decides she doesn't want to do it anymore. She wants to get out of the business. We contacted the landlord, worked out a deal. So we came out there and was renovating and painting the walls black, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know about y'all, but Midway is a big Bible belt. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they're in there worshiping Satan. Of course. Oh, you yeah. know, and yeah. we got it <laughs> you all. You got it in the Savannah. Yeah. yeah. God, we got it all. And uh, so we were in there doing our thing. And uh, a lady pulls up, an older lady, and says, y'all be real careful. There's, there's been some murders out here. We said, murders? Murders. And she said, well, it used to be a bang. We're like, yeah, we know. And we told her about who we knew. Right. You know, Michael. And then so... She said, well, no, there was a young lady out here that was murdered. She was a bank teller, and um, her name was Ashley. Oh, and we were like, there it whoa. Is. So there then it is. We, our hearts just dropped. But we have we have a haunted museum in the um, – it's nothing like Grave. It's nothing like yeah. Ryan and Chloe's. Right. Yeah. And it's just – it's items. When we go out of town and stuff, people know we're there, and they'll say, take this. Yeah. And we're like, why? And they're like, sometimes they'll tell us, sometimes they won't. We just don't want it. Right. Yeah. Just my don't my want trunk's it. full of those things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have a, a nice little museum that we put up there and for people to see if they're into it. Um, but, you know, we sell coffee. We don't have baristas. We have baristas. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we sell local art, and but it's not your typical art. Sure. We're like, we won't, you know, spooky art. We want, yeah. you know, 
a nice lighthouse like Tybee? Okay, well, can you paint a ghost coming out yeah, of it? You right. Know, stuff? So, you know, we wanted something different. And no, we it's get brilliant. It. It's not for everybody, especially no. Midway. And their Facebook page just lit up with us about – we had a church – that that does a service on us like every Sunday and we found out that's why they weren't coming. So I just happened to get on their Facebook page and said, Hey, bring in your Sunday program and for a free cup of coffee. Well, we thought it was cool, but the preacher did so. Yeah, sure. But hey, you know, we got new customers. Yeah, do what right. you that's right. And I guess the lesson too, everyone listening, uh, is follow your passion. Yeah. You know, um, find like minded people. Go out. There there are no experts. Uh, that is that is a, a tried and true thing. We're all still learning. Yes. Everyone, no matter how skilled or how uh, you know um, experienced a person is, there is always room to learn because right. we don't have the answers. If we did have the answers, we would see a lot more evidence proof. Uh, we would have a much better dialogue about it. So um, you know, take everything you hear with a grain of salt, but also take it with an open mind and go out and investigate. If you're interested, uh, there are there are ghost stories around you. Every town has the haunted Sorry. house. Every town has that one place. And now people are more open than they've ever been, you know, yeah. to the idea of, of investigation, of, 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 of looking and finding. So, uh, so by all means, if you are, if you're thinking that you're removed from the action, if you think that you're in a place that is inaccessible or doesn't have ghost stories, you'd be surprised. I'm telling you, some of the craziest places that I've found is coming from people who lived in that area mm-hmm. or grew up in that area. Like, um, when we went to find the Greenbrier ghost, Mm. um, grave and stuff, we would have never found the house where she was murdered if we hadn't, um, ran into a guy who lived up the hill from the cemetery whose sister was taking care of her headstone and stuff like that. And he gave us the most... um, West Virginian uh, directions. You know, you turn right at the holler and then you turn left at that one side next to the Burger King and all that, you know, things like that. And you're like trying to figure it out. But he, he was absolutely right. And it's so cool because that is something you can't find online. And, you know, he gave us this whole history of the truth about her story because he grew up knowing about this right. and things like that. You know, because you can only find so much research that's correct yeah. online. So ask the people around you. I never underestimate asking your friends. Just turn to somebody that you haven't talked a lot about and just say, do you have any ghost stories? Right. You'd be amazed at how many ghost stories people carry around with them, especially like those little ones that don't yep. have anything other than I turned and there, there was a man in my house. And then you know, when I looked back, he was gone. That moment, just that moment becomes trivialized by time, but it's significant when you think about it. Yeah. So, you know, be open, talk, talk to people, mm-hmm. just talk to people. Just talk to them. That's what we do. We go to little towns and we go and frequent their shops. We buy merch. That way we're not, they don't think we're just coming in, looking for ghosts, disturbing things and leaving. Right. Like when we were in Plains, I know we probably spent a thousand dollars in that antique store. So they were happy to see us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, The little restaurant in there, they were like, whoa, you know, you filled up every table. So we try to give back that way. Yeah. We also try to give back a little bit to their communities. Yeah. Don't be jerks. Yeah, yeah, don't you know, be jerks. Like, and that's one of the things of Andersonville Village. We was like, you know, would you mind if we came in? He said, we used to. But there were people before y'all that just disrespected us and, and the town. So, no, we can't. Yeah. Right. So. And, and and that's just it. Don't, don't spoil it for other people. Don't go in with all these, you know, uh, 
ideas of what your influence on a place is going to be, always think of the place first. You know, yeah, because people do. They, they come in and they, they really do. think that they're entitled to these experiences. We are not entitled to these experiences. We are not entitled yeah. to other people's property. Right. Or, you know, yeah. you can't just go running around. Uh, that was a, a, a terrible side effect of ghost hunting, at least, you know, when, when I was starting out. If I took my friends out ghost hunting and we go back and we tell people stories, the next step was vandalism. Yeah. Vandalism follows ghost hunting a lot. So you need to be very cautious. You need to be very aware that if you open up the door for people, some people, they just don't yeah. have um, a lot of respect for property mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and people. So, so be as respectful as possible. One of the little tricks like, like we like to do is we get on, you know, it's like, you know, you're from Savannah if, you know, yeah. or it's like, what's happening in America? You know, so we'll get on there and join it and say, Hey, does anyone know any ghost stories or anybody yeah. have any paranormal? And before you know it, those little five or six, you know, comment posts are 300 posts and mm-hmm. they're hitting us up personally. Yeah. If you guys come, I can take you to so-and-so. And so that's where we got a lot. Oh, of yeah. no, and great. then like when we come into town, the first thing we do, is we always call the visitor centers yeah. or the historical societies when we get there because they love that you're coming and they want to tell you the truth about this right. house or that you're house. Yes. The best truth. You're going to get exactly, and they love it. Um, so that's what we kind of do. And it's like, hey, and we'll tell them, listen, we'll take your tour. Yeah, we would love to. You know, we pay for it and everything. Yeah. That's why we're here. We're here to learn, right? And then, you know, we have investigators. We have one that's 12 that comes with her mom and dad, but she's very mature for her age. Sure. And we tell them, no cell phones, right? right. No mm-hmm. candy, no, you know, none of this. So, you know, you bring your cell phone for your picture, no games, she is going to be the best ghost hunter ever. Sure. So, well, you know, you start them early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I wanted to mention, Georgetown, because Georgetown has so many ghosts and stuff, yeah. and so many things people don't realize. So, when you first come into Georgetown, there was um, like food line to the right. Yep. There used to be a farm, mm-hmm. and we used to go there and you know get watermelons, you know, and stuff from the guy. But there was a dirt road down. Um, Grove Point mm-hmm. that led off. It was right off, right before you get to the actual plantation and everything, the gate and everything. It was kind of before that, but it was to the left. It's right past that canal. Yeah. In those woods in there, um, a bunch of my buddies found out that there's a cemetery in here, and they led all the way back to 17, you know, 80, you know, 1790, right, right, right. and things, and a lot of them were. Um, slave markers and things or whatnot so it, it was full of stuff and we would go back there and late at night you know we were kids and and just get the crap scared out of it's us. a very scary thing yeah. Yeah. yeah and so as we got older we and now that we were doing this we're like we need to go back there well they built houses on top of these yeah, they did. graves and they said they moved them but mm. uh, they mm. didn't there's some kids out there playing football you know just throwing footballs and i was like hey Hey guys, have y'all ever like seen anything out there? Like, like what? And I was like, like, I don't know, like ghosts or something like that. And they was like, yeah, hold on one second. They went and got their dad and came out and he was like, yes, what's going on? And I said, well, there was a big graveyard out here, you mm-hmm. know, when I was a teenager from the 1700s and 1800s. And so, you know, that was so cool. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, and we were able to get some good little... I want to say I remember when they were, when they were doing the building on that area that they were just churning the ground. Mm-hmm. They were. They were just churning it. So there are these huge mounds of dirt that they yeah. were like churning up and then putting back down and churning up. And I was like, why are they doing that? And I was like, I think I know why they're doing that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, one of the, you know, coolest places we investigated, you mentioned, you know, was Mark's house, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our team members grew up with him when they were kids. Oh, sure. And her parents and his parents would hang out and just, you know, party. You know, Mark's dad was partier so he was you know and and so was her parents so they fit they got along great and so when we saw the the magazine come out and somebody had sent it to us um our you know senior sarah was like i know mark i grew up with him when we were kids and we knew each other all through you know high school and everything and we were like can you get us in you know you know that's the one thing she's like i'll try so she texts him and he's like hell yeah when you, you know when you want to come so we were like what yeah he's and really open yeah that's so very mark <laughs> that is one house i will say without a doubt i would never stand by myself up in that top room yeah. to the left oh yeah i've watched you know y'all's podcast and when he was here and was talking about somebody was saying going around 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 that was me oh so when we came we were walking up we got dizzy and you know you you get this heavy you you guys probably know Mm -hmm. and it was weird none of us really talked about it there was like six of us but we all was feeling this and i I told them when we got out the guys i'm feeling sick like i don't know what it is and so when we were talking to mark i said i felt like something was just going around and around the house like like Superman when he's trying to turn back the globe, remember? Right. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back Lois Lane. I said, and just kept, and I, I saw I was getting sick, but it's like it was looking for a way in. I said, it was just going, and I don't know why. And then he told us why. And I said, okay, now it makes sense. So, yeah. And one of the weird things is when we were doing our investigation, we've investigated four or five times, um, you know, before the movie came out, and he was like, don't put nothing out yet, you know? Right. Like, oh, no, we're not. You know, we promised him, and we don't. That's why nobody's really seen a lot of our right, evidence. Right, sure, sure, sure. And so we were doing EVP sessions. And then later on, we would come back to him. He said, what'd you get? And I was like, well, it's the weirdest thing, man. I said, it keeps saying a tunnel and it keeps saying escape. And it says trap door. Trap door. I don't know what's mm-hmm. the world. And he just kind of, you know, he gets us. And we was like, what? And he's like, come here. And he shows it to us. Yeah, there's a trap door. And we were like, wow. But we did some experiments in there that was wow the one of the weirdest things like you mentioned sometimes it, it likes men sometimes it likes women mark's dad loved women so <laughs> yeah he, he he liked women sorry mark and uh <laughs> so it didn't like me and sarah doing the evp sessions in the REM pods and everything and so she said do you want patrick to leave and as soon as a beep so i left and it was just, it did whatever she wanted. There's three canister lights over the um, vanity, mm-hmm. right, right before you go to the bathroom in there. Right. And um, so she was like, can you make the middle light go out? Ooh. And it would go out. And But it's all connected to what, right. so we call Mark yeah. and Mark, is this connected to anything else? He goes, no. 
So, and Mark's standing there, and she was like, can you make the left one go out? Blink, go out. Can you make it come back on? And then she said she felt like it was Mark's dad that was in there. Interesting. And that, you know, I, I once had a, a conversation with Mark, whether that was a possibility. Yeah. You know, and, and he was pretty adamant that he would know his the energy of his father. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's fascinating because I think there are countless spirits there. Countless. Yeah. You know, right. Like you talk about the girl, people yeah. have lots of experience with the girl, but you know, um, there's the music that comes out of the unfinished room. There's all these like other the, things. The so. blue yeah. mist or whatever. Yeah. That, unfinished yeah. room up there. We call it like this shadow of like a little girl. We're not sure yeah. what it was. You know, this was last year, you know, well, and beyond the bathroom that you're talking about, we're going on, and this is a, a very specific house here in Savannah. It's Mark McCullough's house. Um, and there is a room that is like ground zero for paranormal yeah. activity. And um, I haven't really seen anybody talk about this in, in any of those things. But beyond the bathroom, there's a door that goes to a very slender, long, and disorienting closet. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a weird closet. It's a strange closet. But... When people talk of vortexes and they talk of things like that, that seems to be a, a big part of it. And um, and we may actually end up investigating in the near future. I think mm-hmm. um, Eni is in conversations with right. possibly getting one up and going. Wow. One of the weird things, so, you know, he's got his big studio upstairs. So we were all in there kind of going over evidence and we were shooting some stuff, you know, for him and everything and helping him out with stuff. And... Um, so I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. So I went to go to the bathroom, and I was already feeling weird. And I went on to the bathroom. When I came back, the rocking chair was in the corner, and it was rocking. Oh, and I was like, ah, nice guy. Nice, way to go. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I said, uh, you know, if you're actually there, you know, make it go faster. And it started rocking faster. Oh. I was like, yeah. I went right <laughs> back into the room. I was like, I thought y'all were doing that. And they said, no, we've been there the whole time. So, um, now the coolest thing is when we were setting up, when we first got there, the first time we ever did it, we were in the, the kitchen at the kitchen table and we were setting up our cameras and everything. And, um, Mark was kind of leaned up there and he was drinking water and the lights were just like going on and off, on and off, on and off and stuff. And we were like, does this happen? Cause Mark was just drinking water, talking to us. And he was like, no big deal. And we were like, what the world, you know? And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, that happens. It's, you know, but then. Not even a minute later, something pushed um, one of our investigators, Oof. and she landed like flat. And oh my gosh! She's, yeah, she she was like, I don't know what it is. I got pushed, and yeah. uh, this is a new BS girl, you know, good old country girl, tough. And uh, she was like, I don't know, you know, let me go catch my my bearings and stuff and so yeah the, the, that was one house you know you want to mention location that's one that stands out mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't i would never stay in that house by myself well sure. if if we do manage a uh, investigation there um we'll invite you back for a post-mortem and absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about our experiences um absolutely yeah and see, see what we can get get and I'm interested to see if we record in his house how that goes because it seems like his ghosts are very technologically advanced. Yeah. Yes. Um, because Kalani, when we had Kalani on the show a couple weeks ago, he was talking about how his camera um, came on and Got he wasn't. On. Yeah, and he wasn't even there. So you know, oh, there's true. things like that. I know Marcus talked about. You know, he's in the middle of self tapes and things will happen with his cameras. 
you know, you're you're talking about lots of electrical things going on. Mm -hmm. So we'll be interested to see if that <laughs> how that goes yeah. with the recording cool. and stuff. And Kalani was cool. You know, he came out to the coffee shop. Um, my cousins they they owned a Bell Mansion up in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, so they they're paranormal investigators oh, yeah. as well. And I think he was up there like four days or something. They're coming down to Horror Fest. Oh, so, wonderful! Oh, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, you know their experiences and everything. But, um, yeah, he was real cool. Kalani was real cool. And we were kind of sharing stories about this. I'm like, hey, do you know about this? He goes, no, but I'm going back tonight and I'll check it out. So right. we were like, yeah. So, Very cool. uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool stuff. But, uh, you know, we, we have a large team and we kind of did that on purpose. And we have all mix and races, all genders, you know, you know, we have Muslims, we have, you know, it doesn't matter, different sexes, interracial couples. We don't care because, like we say, the ghosts don't care, you know. And that's and we teach that, and we also teach. Listen, don't get upset if these other paranormal teams are like, "Hey, you know, this is this is our talent. This is our." I'm like, you know, you don't you don't own the ghost, man. Right. You know. So, but but we're we're really nice, and we just politely say, "Hey, we get it. You know, you feel like, hey, we're coming into your town. Just be nice and just say, mm -hmm. hey, we get it." Um, share information, you know, and you could probably learn something from another team. So, always, mm -hmm. always. And, and we just have so much fun. That's know? the important absolutely. thing. That is absolutely important thing. Do this because you enjoy it. You know, if it's a slog, if you don't enjoy it, why right. are you doing it? Don't do it. <laughs> we have this ritual that we do, like once the investigation is over, um, we eat Mexican and because uh, yeah. it, it's cheap for one thing you know we're out and it's good and then we we have margaritas and we just talk about who got scared or you know who might have passed gas on the evp recorder you know like who did that you know because you're sitting there and all of a sudden you and you, you see you just put them and you're like really so you know we, we do we're very serious on investigations but you know when you've been doing it for six hours yeah yes no no you got to pass the time nothing right. is going right. on and we tell them listen it's not like tv no it's not very at all boring. No. they cram 20 minutes worth of whatever evidence they supposedly get into an hour show right the other time is them walking around the town or acting goofy or whatever you know they have to fill that hour so right and that's what we tell them they would go on ghost hunts with us and stuff and say this is boring and we're like, like well, yeah. yes of course it is and yes. sometimes you don't get anything Right? right, it's true. Sometimes you just turn. I, I tell people it's like fishing, right? Yeah. You like to go fishing. You, you ever go fishing? You don't catch anything. Yeah. That bobber just sits there or whatever, and you don't catch anything. But what do you do? You go back because hey, it wasn't your day or right. wasn't your. Or you go to another spot, right? Mm -hmm. They're not biting here, so I'm gonna go here, and that's what we like to do. And we have a good time with it. You yeah. know, Excellent. we go out good, and good. good. It gets people out of the house. It gets the kids out of the house. You know, that that, that want to go to the teenagers, they're not playing video games. Right. They're learning history, and they can be themselves around us. So, And I always tell people, too, ghosts aren't on the payroll. So they, you know, they, you are not guaranteed to have an interaction because, you know, it, it there's a number of reasons why. But it, it does matter, though, to have a group that you enjoy being with and yeah. want to hang that uh, hang out for that amount of time with. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy to hear about some of the work y'all have been doing. And yeah. I'm uh, excited to hear about future investigations that you do. to make a road trip down to Haunted Grounds. That Absolutely. Sounds awesome. Yes. Sounds fantastic. Oh, I was excited when, you know, they asked you, would you like to come? I was like, absolutely. You know, I mean, we watch it. And on our TVs um, in the shop, a lot of times we'll have podcasts playing. We have you guys' podcasts playing there. Um, 
the volume is kind of low, but they see it. And a lot of people ask, Hey, who are these guys or whatever? And we tell them, so we're all about sharing, right? Oh, absolutely. And just, again, we keep saying having fun and that's what we do. We have so much fun. We laugh a lot, especially, you know, they say I'm the biggest chicken on the team and they are right. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to snakes. That's why I don't like to investigate in the summertime, <laughs> you know, uh, but I do, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it, there's so many places that that we've been. I'm sure y'all have been. But we like hitting the places nobody knows about. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Everybody knows about the pirate's house. Everybody right. knows about sword weed. Everybody right. knows about Marshall. House. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows about those. We like going to the places nobody knows about, right? Like Mark's house and things like that. So that that's not drummed up for either business or ratings or right. Right. anything like that. Not right. saying yeah. it's not haunted or whatnot. But to me... But it's been played out. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like an old fishing spot you go to. And you're like, man, I used to tear them up here. You know? Well, everybody knows about the spot now. Yeah. Right. So, you know, <laughs> it's nodding. one of those things. Yeah. And we're always looking to go out of town. Sure. Love it. Uh, we have our own general liability insurance. A lot of people... Smart. Smart. Yes. Very smart. So <laughs> we do that so that it protects us, right? One of our mm. team members accidentally, you know, in the dark, bumps in this $10,000 vase. Well, we only pay the deductible. Hopefully, right. you know, Hopefully. ideally. Yeah, yes. we hope. So, you know, and that also helps but that us. that just shows a level of responsibility. Yeah, right. and more that than helps, anything else. gets us into places right. that normally, like, nope, like the place down in uh, Clay County. And, you know, between Jacksonville and St. Yeah, Augustine, yeah, yeah. first oh, yeah. thing to ask is, do you guys have general liability? Yes, we do. Yeah, well, absolutely. Y'all come on. So it helps get you into places. And it also shows, hey, these guys are pretty serious about what they do. Right. You know, they take it seriously. They're not going to yeah. come in here and, you know graffiti the walls or tear up stuff or kick over tombstones or whatever right, it is right they're not going to take souvenirs yeah so if they do we've got their coi yeah. and there we go so we highly recommend that you know we, we, there's a lot of we have a checkoff list that we have everybody check off before they go get your buck spray you know do we have our first aid kit do we have water right water. hydrate mm-hmm. because and then you know there's so many things that we check off um you know, one of the things we teach, too, is the paranormal hangover, right? That's yeah. where, you know, you get somebody that's really going to you can use my energy. And we're like, are you crazy? Right. You Don't know, like, <laughs> be cool. Or like, you can use all our energy. <laughs> Put him back in the car. But so <laughs> we, for, for example, 1790, we were in the room and we're just getting crazy energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was four of us there. And it was going off like crazy. And the next morning, we're leaving. And we just never felt this way, and we were just hurting. And oh, yeah, just sore, tired. yeah, sure. And we reached out to, you know, a couple more experienced paranormal teams, and they were like, man, you got a paranormal hangover. And we're like, but we, we don't drink during investigation. And he said, no, no, man, it used your energy, right? So we learn from that, and that's what we tell people. Don't, if yeah. one person wants to, do, hey, that's you, man, you know, we'll make sure you get home. We'll Uber, but, right. you know. Don't do that with us, and I think that's what happened. It it used all our energy, and was we were getting the stuff that we were. Wow. So, well, thank you so much, Patrick, for being here today. Honestly, this has been a really fascinating conversation, and um, like I said, I'm really happy to hear about some of the investigative work you guys have done in your Absolutely. evidence. Um, so, if you guys don't already follow them, uh, what's your social media that people can go find you? Uh, you can go to savannascare.com. Okay. Uh, 
all our information is there, all our social media pages. We're not really big on YouTube and stuff. We do a lot of Facebook. We're old, so we don't know about TikTok and stuff. We have, sure. We, you know, but uh, we do have those pages, but Facebook's probably going to be the best. Paranormal Society of Savannah. Awesome. And then Haunted Grounds. And Haunted Coffee. Grounds, yes. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely go check them out. Um, and maybe if we do that investigation at Mark's house, we will do a post-mortem episode. I think that would be a really fun thing to do. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a We'd remote. Right. Um, haunted Grounds. Absolutely. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you don't already follow us on TikTok, you can find us under Haunted City Podcast. That's our name on all of the various social media platforms. Uh, you can find us on uh, hauntedcitypodcast.com. So if you want to find merch or links to our uh, Patreon to become a para-junkie, it's all going to be there. But... Thank you guys again. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.